When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Do you know who my dad is? A limited series podcast from Betches Media. Hosted by Brian Russell Smith and Alicia Angelus. Do you know who my dad is? A podcast about failing up. Hello and welcome to Do You Know Who My Dad Is? I'm Brian Russell Smith. And I'm Alicia Angelus. Do You Know Who My Dad Is? is a limited series podcast by the Betches Sup, Not Another True Crime, and at Betches, exploring dynastic nepotism and the effects it has on media, culture, and our current political system. Yes, this podcast exposes the privilege that leads to inexperienced and unaccomplished children of powerful people, usually white men, getting ahead despite lacks of experience, intelligence, and mediocrity. I'm sure you've met a few of them. (laughs) I'm sure we all have. Nepotism leads to privilege, which leads to a false sense of entitlement, which leads to unqualified people getting the most powerful positions in multiple facets of our society. Let's get the nasty. Hi, Alicia. Hi. How are you? We did it. I am great. I cannot believe today is here. This podcast is going to be incredible. I guess I should Mm -hmm. introduce myself. Yes. (laughs) Um, So none of you guys really know who I am because I am on the partnerships team over at Betches. I'm not a famous podcast host like Brian, (laughs) (laughs) but I've been at Fetches for a little over a year and a half, and I'm super excited to get going with this. Usually, you might have seen me like make some cocktails on the story. Sometimes I appear in random things, but usually I'm behind the scenes. So Mm -hmm. excited to kick this off. Alicia is usually on every branded shoot when we had sets. Um, just behind the scene. I say that because I'm the senior video producer at Betches, but I'm also one of the co-hosts of the Betches Sup podcast, um, which is our news and politics podcast, which you would you know if you're listening to it on the Betches Sup feed. But if this is also on your uh, Not Another True Crime feed, you may not know who I am. Um, but you can always just check out the Betches Sup for your daily um, you know, news and whatnot. I've been at Betches for about three years, and we're very excited to start this limited series um, podcast special. Uh, so let's talk about what we're going to be doing over the next eight weeks. We're going to basically just be covering all different forms of nepotism and the stages of them, because I think we don't realize how prevalent it is in our society, but not just like when it, you know you look at politics, like you, we obviously there are like the Bushes, There are the Kennedys, all of whom we will discuss. Um, But, you know, the Romneys, the McCains. But then you look at media, and it's the same family that's been running, you know, a lot of the most famous newspapers and media conglomerates that we don't even realize. And so few people have held power. Yeah, and today we're going to start with a group of people who we think relate really well to Betches, and that is influencers. On today's episode... We are going to be talking about two families specifically. I'm going to be talking about the the Delevines of Cara Delevine. Yes, and I'm going to be talking about the infamous Hadids, starting off with Gigi yeah. and everyone else. Yeah, and you know, it's like, okay, what? Who cares? These are just models. These are influencers. But you know, here's the thing: they are able to get both of these families, both of these kids, are basically at a place where. They are so idolized and kids compare themselves to these people. That's the issue yeah. for me. People like, like when you were growing up, you're going to compare yourself to Cara Delevingne or Gigi Hadid and be like, wow, 
they are so successful at such a young mm -hmm. age, it makes you feel bad about yourself. And I think a lot of time we don't realize that these people come from extreme, extreme privilege. Um, yeah. So I think that I'm going to go first, and I'm going to start with the Delavine family. Awesome. Okay, so I'm just going to do a general overall um, background before I get into some more of the weeds. So Cara Delevingne is arguably one of today's most famous models. She's won Model of the Year twice. Mm -hmm. um, she's now been in movies. She was in Suicide Squad. Um, she's on that show on Hulu with Orlando Bloom that is fucking atrocious. <laughs> I'm sorry if anyone's a fan of that show. I tried. I love fantastical shit. I cannot watch it. Have you seen it? No, I have absolutely not. I hate that kind of shit. It's, I, I usually love it. It is just so, so, so bad. It's unbearable. And she now has an Instagram following of over 44 million. Um, and oh it's sort of like one day she just was sort of thrust into our collective consciousness. Like, I don't didn't know idea who she, this person was. And then all of a sudden, like, Carter Levine was just, like, everywhere. I totally agree. Um, she like popped in and I was just like, oh, you're fully grown. Yeah. <laughs> like, and there so, was no come up. Now, did she accomplish all this by being the most talented model or actress? Some would say maybe, but others like myself would say, no, definitely not. Um, Cara Delevingne's first modeling job was at the age of 10, was shot by the Bruce Weber and was for Italian Vogue. So it was casual. Um... She went to the most prestigious schools in London and has a crazy family ancestry. So crazy that her direct descendants can be tracked back to Charlemagne, the King of France, <laughs> Alfred the Great, and two King Edwards of England. So direct descendant. Like, like I think Charlemagne is like her 36th grandfather. Like, it gets really convoluted, but like, she comes from an extremely wealthy family with a long line of high society, nobility, and politics. Um, but if we had to go back through all of her past and her ancestors, we would be here forever. So I'm going to try and stick to some of her more immediate relatives. Yeah. I mean, this is like a different type of royalty. It's not as if your dad was involved in like business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so I'm just going from godparents. I'm starting off with godparents. So this is like who her parents knew is the Condé Nast executive, Nicholas Coleridge. Um, he's basically very, very high up at the uh, magazine conglomerate. Mm -hmm. um, and her godmother is actress Joan Collins. Um, so there's just that. Her maternal grandfather was Sir Jocelyn Stevens, who I'm going to be talking about. He was a publishing executive and he was a sir. So, you know. Um, he was a sir. <laughs> and so he was the grandson of another sir who was a first baron, who was a baron. And then her, on her father's side, so that was her mother's side, on her father's side, her paternal great-grandfather was a politician. He was a count. A count. A count. She has, two of her ancestors have been mayors of London, um, which is also crazy. And she becomes from another line of baronets on another side of her family. <laughs> Her maternal grandmother was lady-in-waiting to Princess Margaret, the one, the queen's sister. Are ladies-in-waiting, like, even a thing anymore? I think they are. I think, like, <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like no girl in 2020 would want to be classified as a lady-in-fucking-waiting. Yeah, I don't know how it works. Well, maybe that's why Meghan Markle left. <laughs> it's just, like, it's so antiquated at this point. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. 
That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. So we're going to be focusing on Kara's mother side because Kara's mother side is more direct. And if we had to do both sides of the family, we would be here forever. Um, so I'm going to start off with Kara's. I don't ever know if it's Kara or Kara, but I think it's Kara. Um, I'm going to go with her grandfather, Sir Jocelyn Stevens, her mom's father. So Sir Jocelyn, uh, his mom died in childbirth at 22, um, which was very sad, obviously. And when his mom died, his father blamed his, him for the death. And uh, despite, you know, just being a baby. Mm-hmm. So his father got him his own flat in London and he was then raised by nannies, a maid, a cook, a priest, and a chauffeur for the first four years of his life. Seems really dad- poor. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's like kind of fucked up. Like it's sad. It's like obviously, like they are very rich. But can you imagine being like having a child and then being like, and then the your wife dying, and then being like, oh, I'm just gonna like hire people to take care of this kid and not yeah, pay attention. And so he kind of was an asshole. Um. But he had a lot of money. So when his mom's, like, for example, for when his mom, for when his mom's dad died, when his mom's mom died, like his grandfather, his estate was worth around 2.2 million pounds, which in today's US dollars is around $180 million. Oh my God. So that's a lot of money. He was a magazine publisher and executive. And when he was 25, he just bought a magazine. Um, because why not? And he actually hired Anthony Armstrong Jones, who was the future husband of Princess Margaret, the, the photographer. Did you, did you watch The Crown? I didn't, and I feel as if everyone I know did besides me. <laughs> well, he's very prominent in season two of The Crown. Oh, my um, gosh. And so... He pretty much did whatever he wanted. He ended up selling the magazine at a loss to some guy when he was having lunch with because he was just bored of having a magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then to mark his 50th birthday, he flew 130 friends to a Swiss ski resort where he threw a ball at which every table was decorated with a tree of diamonds, sapphires, and emeralds. Oh my God. This is Kara's grandfather. Like in what world? I don't know. I mean, I could you imagine just being like the the random person that got invited to that 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 party? Like, the, like, like you're dating someone who got invited. I would be like fucking stealing that shit. I'd be like, so pocket. what's for taking? Yeah, it's like, oh, everyone can take a centerpiece home, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then so this brings me to Kara's grandmother, his wife, Janie Sheffield, who was the lady in waiting to Princess Margaret, and. They had four children together, one of which was Pandora, who was Kara's mother. So uh, Kara's grandparents were drinking friends with Princess Margaret. Together, they were a key part of this thing called the Mystique set, the Mustique set, um, which basically was an island in the Caribbean that Princess Margaret like flew to and her friends flew to to like escape and like do whatever the fuck they want. I actually found a picture of Kara there with her half-brother, um, like a few years ago, they oh were just my like, gosh. yeah, hanging out and they were a staple of society. And in all of like the columns in 1979, like the gossip columns. So they were just like socialites. Like that was like their main job, cars, cars, grandparents. And then it also went into her parents, but he, he ended up actually divorcing his, uh, cars, grandmother and ended up, uh, being in a long-term relationship with Dame Vivian Duffield, who was the heiress to mm. Selfridges, which is a high-end department store in the UK. And this brings me to Pandora, Kara's mother. She was a personal shopper at Selfridges, so nepotism. Oh, my God. And then she was also close friends with Sarah Ferguson, who is the mother of Princess Eugenie and Princess Beatrice, a.k.a. Prince Andrew's ex-wife. Shut up. Um, you know, the one who's... Yep, he was on the <laughs> island. He was on the island. Um, and so she was a personal shopper, and she has even dressed Kate Middleton, our current Duchess of Cambridge. Yes. Um, married to Prince William. Um, and 
Uh, Pandora was also very big in the gossip columns in the 80s, which brings me to the scandals. Um, Cara's yes. mother was, has been diagnosed as bipolar, she was a, and she was a heroin addict for a very, very long time. Um, even after she had her kids, she was in and out of uh, Cara and her two sisters' lives. Um, I, I think this is a, something that happens when you grow up with so much privileges. You just get a little bit bored. You can do whatever you want. And you get exposed to things like heroin. Like, what the yeah. fuck? Um, and so there's this story, actually, about Sir Jocelyn intervening during this time. And he tells it like this. I followed my daughter. I found out who she was seeing, where she was getting her drugs. I got some van drivers at the Evening Standard to come with me and beat up the pushers on the street. <gasps> until I realized I was going after the wrong people. <laughs> so he got people to beat up drug pushers that weren't even the ones that were pushing the drugs to his own daughter. Um, and then he says he talked to Customs and Excess, who told me I had to go not for just the pushers, but those who distributed the, drug, the drugs. And so after months of surveillance, he got the police to raid his daughter's heroin supplier. And he watched, explaining that he had to see it happen. I watched them break down the door. Wow. So when you are rich, you can get people, you can get your, your, your daughter's drug dealers, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he's, he was basically just like an asshole, Kara's granddad, um, Sir Jocelyn. He, he had a nickname. His name was Piranha Teeth. Because he had, like, fucked up teeth, I guess. He was what British. name? But <laughs> he said he could also be charming. <laughs> there were things that he did as an executive. He, apparently, he pushed fashion writers' filing cabinets out of fourth-floor windows. He threw a typewriter through a glass, uh, plate glass partition. Oh he, uh, he cut a telephone cable um, while someone was just working and thought it was funny and he wanted their attention. <laughs> and he fired a secretary over the way he because he didn't like the office address system, whatever that means. Um, as for Kara, the da- the daughter of Pandora and the, the granddaughter of Sir Jocelyn, she has just been basically accused of being a spoiled brat a bunch, uh, basically just acting out in public and doing whatever the fuck she wants. Um, See that for her. There is one story, for instance, when she was detained trying to get on a train from Paris to London. She was randomly selected to have her suitcase inspected, which mm. basically led her to have a temper tantrum. <laughs> she started swearing at all the custom officers, and she got on her knees and pretended to pray that she would be allowed to aboard the train. She told another one to say, fuck you. And uh, there was an onlooker there who said uh, Kara was with a friend who was trying to calm her down, but it wasn't working. She shouted at Kara, let him just do his fucking job. It's ridiculous. Eventually, they had to take Kara into an interrogation room. Oh, my God. Because she was just, like, having such a, like, a freak out in front of, like, everyone. And she was fined for verbal assault. Oof. So, Yeah. I just like you. This is a perfect example of like someone who literally had everything handed to them 100%. on a silver platter. And so they were just like, What do you want to be when you grow up? I'm going to be a model. I'm going to be an mm-hmm. actress. Like, it sucks when you have like so many people who come up, like, through like all of the big models now. We're going to talk about the Hadids, yeah. Kendall Jenner, Kaya Gerber, mm-hmm. all products of basically just being handed this this to them whereas you had the Kate Mosses of the world and Naomi yeah. Campbell's of the world who had to like fight and like for everything that they have and I feel like they could treat people like shit too like all of these scandals these were girls throwing temper tantrums like anyone who had to work for what they got I think treats like people in like public service with respect I know it's like yes Naomi Campbell threw phones at her assistants and was a piece of shit, but she had to fight to get to that point where she could throw a phone (laughs) at an assistant. My point. (laughs) Um, So the black sheep of the family would probably be uh, Cara's sister, Chloe. Mm. So she is the only one of the three sisters who isn't a model now. Poppy apparently is also a model, but just not clearly not as successful as Cara. Um, but she is the co-founder of the Lady Garden Gynecological Cancer Fund, um, which you know has been, uh, which is to raise awareness around cervical cancer. She even went 
on live television and had a cervical smear test to just like combat the stigma around it, which I think is great. Like there's a difference. There's a good, there's a good way to use your platform and yeah. uh, not so great way. And she even has a degree in biomedical sciences and tumor biology. Oh, nerdy. But fun fact about her, she did end up leaving her husband after 18 months for the guy who was the best man at her wedding. Oh my God. <laughs> that's so, crazy. That's a little scandalous. And then today, Kara is still doing, you know, what she's doing. She's on social media with her 44 million followers. She's in movies. And Poppy is basically doing the same random acting things and modeling things, just not nearly as successfully as her younger sister. It has 1.6 million followers. So they combined a pretty good influence. Yeah. I have never thought of them as like that big of a deal to the point where she deserves like 44 million followers. But clearly she came from like your Royal Highness and mm-hmm. deserves all this recognition. But I don't really think she works to get there at all. So. No, I, I had no, I had no idea about that, about her. Uh, until I, and like, I, until like randomly I saw something and I was on her Wikipedia page. And if you go to her Wikipedia page, it's one of those things where you can do like, you can click back mm-hmm. to like the 16, 1400s. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's like Kara's father, Kara's grandfather, Kara, grandfather, grandfather. It's just like, it, the like no one in my family has a Wikipedia page. Hell no. <laughs> like <laughs> like everyone who have ever been like, I've ever been related to. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. That was really fun learning more about them, and I'm excited to talk about the Hadids. Yeah, let's 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 get into the let's get into the Hadid family. So everybody knows who the Hadids are. I don't think I have to like introduce them, but the way that I like to kind of go about their fame is because like through my personal experience. So I didn't really know who the Hadids were because I am not a Real Housewives person, but I used to have an obsession with watching the Kardashians back in the day. And then I kind of learned about them through the Kardashians. And I was like, who is this other family Mm -hmm. that seems to have kind of like made it and is kind of like a socialite in the space. Um, So that's how I first started learning about Gigi and Bella. And then their entire relationship with Kendall unfolded where they, the three of them were Victoria's Secret angels, what have you. But once I got to researching about the Hadids, it blew my mind where their money goes. And it all actually not only was given to them by their well-connected family, as we know, Yolanda is very famous from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but it is their father who was the inherent like heir to all of this cash that essentially like fueled their entire lives. Mm -hmm. So today I'm basically going to take you through their immediate family. So I'm not going to go as far as Brian did with like the heirs and like everybody else. (laughs) I'm going to basically just talk about um, Gigi, Bella and and Wars. Did I pronounce that right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, On Wars. I never pronounce it the same. Um, Father, Muhammad, And then I'm going to go into, of course, Yolanda and the three kids and like where they are today. I will tell you, they have done some fucked up shit and I am shocked that nobody really talks about it. So Mm -hmm. let's get into it. Um, So starting with Muhammad Hadid, he is the father of these three children. Um, His second wife was Yolanda, but I'm going to backtrack a little bit because he was a very famous real estate developer. So... Let's take it back to like 1978. He was born in Palestine. He formed an American export and development company, quote, where he basically was selling a lot of exports to different countries. And he sort of was a socialite before there were socialites. 
He was just trying to kind of make money and get by. Um, he wasn't very into real estate early in his career, but he like started off with exporting. Then he decided to open a nightclub, which I found fascinating because apparently it was this nightclub in the Greek islands where like some sketchy shit happened and it ended up having, (laughs) yeah. Um, and it ended up having to close. Mm. I can't find that much information around it, which is bizarre. I feel like Mm -hmm. it's hidden on purpose. Probably. But He basically pivoted from exports and nightlife into real estate, which is where he becomes this like real estate tycoon. And what I found insane is that his first truck, his first large piece of real estate was actually supposed to be Trump's. (laughs) (laughs) I lost my mind. So throughout the 80s, Muhammad basically was getting really interested in real estate. He was a prominent figure in Washington, like had a bunch of properties there, but he apparently was vacationing in Aspen in 1987 and saw this beautiful piece of land at like the bottom of a ski mountain in Aspen. I'm not too familiar with Aspen, so Mm -hmm. don't judge. And after doing some digging quote, he found out that Trump was actually trying to build one of his first like Trump palaces at the bottom of this gorgeous ski mountain. And he was like, "Mm, not under my watch. Like I would like this property. Yeah. And what he did is that he kind of had his people investigate into ways that he could get this property. And this starts speaking to like all the sketchy shit he did. Like, he had all these properties in Washington that like he wouldn't completely pay for. He would get accused of embezzlement. Like he was up to something weird. I mean, there's the thing about like anyone who's just like, I'm an exporter. I work in real estate. They're yep. usually up to something shady. There was something wrong there. <laughs> and he honestly was giving like great Gatsby vibes. Like he was like having like showy cars, um, like constantly like, going out, what have you. And he has his people do some digging. They see that there was a debt on the property. Apparently, his people got together like over $42 million to buy this property from Trump in 1987. And Trump knew of it and kind of got like upset that like he lost it to due to like this guy that like he didn't know. And that's when people were like, who the fuck is this guy? Like trying to stand up to like, who Trump was at the time mm-hmm. um, and probably still is today. But him and Trump basically were like kind of butting heads. And Trump at some point I read tried to even like make amends with him and was like, I like your game. Like let's actually combine forces and like be an empire. <laughs> and, which I found mind boggling, but they yeah. basically went on to basically have this massive property in Aspen. He continued like developing hotels. It has all of this money, but the money people would question it all the time. He was called out by people had lawsuits against him and eventually like was getting into so much turmoil with everyone around Aspen that he had to move to LA slash like Bel Air where we now segue into Yolanda who he met in California, um, but that was his second wife. There's not a lot out there on his first wife, which I also find interesting. That is interesting. Um, and Yolanda was like his second wife, who herself was like on her modeling spree. Um, but to kind of like backtrack on the two of them, something that I found really interesting about Yolanda and Muhammad is that they both grew up like having like tragic childhoods where they had to take over for the family. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. So I was thinking to myself, like, hmm, that's a little weird that they're just like going through this like tragic, like provider type of, you know, like they're trying to insert themselves and like be super successful because of all this trauma they experience. So Yolanda before she met Muhammad was basically like a famous model. She moved to the U S from Holland when she was 16 um, and was working for like a bunch of years. She took on this like provider role similar to Muhammad when he was younger, but she met him like at the height of his like fame and Mm -hmm. they were married for like six years, but they are the ones who had the three kids. 
Mm-hmm. So these are Gigi, Bella, and Anwar's parents. There's this crazy real estate model and this model who essentially is like a super stage bomb. And mm-hmm. they basically are like, okay, we're going to create like three prodigies to like do what we couldn't because we had to like basically be there for our families. And we're just going to create like these like beautiful, perfect kids who will be famous and well-respected in society. Yeah. Sometimes I wish I grew up with a stage parent. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> why couldn't, like, you know, if you're going to, like, everyone feels like their parents kind of, like, fuck them up. Like, I wish that my parents fucked me up in a way that I was, like, super rich and successful. <laughs> yeah. Like, same. And I really was surprised to kind of learn more about this because they have these three kids. Their marriage went to shit because Muhammad ended up cheating on Yolanda with another woman who was on a real housewives of Miami. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Wow. Like weird shit. Um so clearly like Yolanda and Muhammad are like into the like social scene, into reality TV, into fame. Um mm-hmm. and they have these three kids who they kind of kept un- like out of the limelight growing up. Like similar to like what we were talking about earlier, like these people like Sure, they, like, had, like, a little come up, like, they were models at an early age, but, like, they kind of just inserted themselves into our consciousness, like, as these beautiful teenagers who just, like, had it and got it, already were at the top agencies, already were on the most famous runways, and everyone was just like, okay. Um, so, their three kids, basically, are all models, mm-hmm. and they were kept out of the limelight throughout their adolescence, but... Once they became like a little bit like 16-ish, they all started getting signed with IMG Models, which was the same agency that Yolanda signed with when she was younger. IMG is like a very, very major modeling agency. It's not one that you just like walk in and get a signing. Exactly. And then all three kids get it. Like, Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, like, I feel like you look at the three of them and like you see Gigi and you're like, okay, maybe she could be a good model. But Anwar? Like, I just, (laughs) I feel bad. But like, I don't really like see the like, mm, I just don't like get it with like Anwar. But Mm -hmm. we'll go into him. So Gigi, like, of course, was signed to IMG Models in like 2013 coincidentally, right when, you know, her mom was on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills from 2012 to 2016. So, ta-da. Um, and then a year after Gigi was signed to IMG, Bella was signed to IMG in 2014. And now there are these two models who are the daughters of this famous model who is Yolanda Hadid. Um, Muhammad is now just basically the money source because he's out of the picture. And Yolanda's now married to David Foster, who was like this famous music producer. They were married. He apparently even has helped Anwar with a few things. But truthfully, I had trouble finding like a black sheep in the family because I wanted to say Anwar. But like, Mm -hmm. he's on a rise right now. (laughs) He's like, he's dating like the hottest artist right now. Yes. So like, when I went into the black sheep section of the show, I was like, okay, Anwar is like the little brother who's like not as hot as his sisters. Um, but he still got signed to IMG at 16. He's dating like Dua Lipa. Like what is happening with this family? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I started doing a little more digging. And I saw that Muhammad actually has two other daughters from another marriage who Gigi and Bella take pictures with, but like nobody knows about them. And I couldn't even find anything interesting about them. Oh, wow. I, I had no idea that there was more Hadids. Like there's more and they're just like hiding. Good for them. That's what mm-hmm. I would do. I'd be like, dad, what? give me money. Let me hide. <laughs> so apparently Anwar even like has put out an album with like one of his friends who um, apparently is Jaden Smith. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. It seems like David Foster just, like, kind of helped them, like, get an album out. So this is just a classic situation where, like, mom got you your modeling gigs, like, stepdad got you your music gigs, and, like, you guys are just famous because of what your parents fucking gave you. Mm -hmm. And now there are a few scandals. They're, They're, like, 
minor, but not minor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Muhammad, like I said, was caught cheating on Yolanda. He was constantly in shady scandals. Like he was running the sketchy nightclub. He was rumored to have been sued over 30 times, um, which is wild. And he also basically like ended their marriage and it was with like because of this affair he was having with a real housewife from Miami. A little <laughs> insane. He has a thing for real housewives. Yeah, absolutely. So later I was looking at some other fun facts and I didn't know about this, but I'm surprised I didn't know about this. So at the 2015 Victoria's Secret show, apparently Gigi had a photo released of her with her nose to a table. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Alongside Cody Simpson. And then apparently Bella also had extreme substance abuse issues. I feel as if that should, like, more people know that. And I'm just, like, not that aware of, like, the substance things. I had no idea. But I, my whole thing is, is, like, I guess that makes sense. Like, that, I think that's very much the environment. I could not imagine the stuff that they've probably gotten away with. And the same year Bella got signed to IMG Models, she even got a DUI. Oh my Um, gosh. Like, her license was suspended for a year. She had to do community service. And then, best part, she was not even 21. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And like, it's fine. Um, Mm -hmm. And I mean, we all think about Gigi being like the home wrecker for ending up with Zayn, but like, I'm fine with Gigi and Zayn. I kind of like them. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. Like, that's the thing about them. I think that this family was groomed, or these three kids were groomed so well to like, you know, they have this whole like platform around Lyme disease where like that's like their philanthropy. And like their parents aren't dumb. Like I feel as if they like groomed them to be like, you know, pretty like well off, like well like to do individuals who should have a good reputation. The thing about them, like, with having their charity be centered around Lyme disease, like, obviously Lyme disease is terrible, you know, disease to, to get. But the only reason that they've really, like, latched on, to, it's not a very widespread disease. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's not, like, cancer. Yeah. Um, and I feel like maybe it had, had Yolanda not had Lyme disease, perhaps that would not be the one that they chose. A hundred percent. Yeah, and, like, sure, it's not great, but I think they definitely are a well-manicured family. Um, I know that she posts, like, cute cooking content on Instagram Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I'm really into that kind of stuff. Um, Bella is, like, still just continuing to be the icon that she is. She was, as we know, like, on and off with The weekend for some time. Um, Apparently, though, the three kids... since they're all runway and like campaign models now and like are on the faces of Vogue walk in every show they have a net worth combined of like over 57 million dollars wow which is astonishing considering how young they are Mm -hmm. I'm like how are you gonna be like in 20 years um and and war is like dating Dua Lipa like I said they've been like traveling he made an appearance in one of her music videos Mm -hmm. and Yolanda, I guess, is just, like, still doing her thing, too. Still super famous. She has a net worth of, like, $45 million, which I did not picture at all. A lot of famous husbands. A lot of rich and famous husbands. Like, I mean, she also was on The Real Housewives, but, I mean... Like, $45 uh, million? Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, it doesn't seem like it should be that high, but, like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I should look at another source. Um, and overall, really, like, this family just continues to fly by with no questions asked. Yeah, I mean, and it's, you know, like, it, part of it, it's like, it is what it is. But like I was saying before, like, these kids, like, what, I think, like, Gigi has, like, 50-something million followers, Bella probably something close, like, and, you know, it's not that big of a deal, but it is, because... It is. It is, you know, that's a lot of, inf- that's like, a, that's a country. That's a country. Yeah. That many, <laughs> that many followers. And it's all because so your dad, like, has some sketchy real estate shit and they were able to buy, like, in Bella's case, a face to make them models. And now they have, like, crazy influence over, you know, the modeling and fashion world. Like, it, say, like, Bella Hadid or Gigi Hadid or Cara Delevingne are, like, saying, like, you know, like, they fuck Gucci. I'm sure Gucci's 
stock would drop, you know, yeah. or like they could, they can, they can make and break people's careers now mm-hmm. at this point, And they didn't really earn any of that. And I mean, they still roll with like all these other like famous social, like, like influencers, models, whatever. They're still in like all the most amazing shows. The fact that Anwar's model will like still never cease to amaze me, but we're here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so before we go, um, we're just going to play a quick game off of the Hadiths and the Delavines. Woo! Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. And we're back. We're going to play a game of Do You Know Who My Dad Played? Where we guess who the famous person is connected to, you know, other famous people in whatever industry. I think they're mostly actors. I don't know. Our producer, Sean, came up with all of these. So neither Alicia or I know the questions or presumably the answers leading into them. Um, So are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. And if I suck, don't judge me. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I will try not to judge you. So this star of many Wes Anderson films, including Rushmore and The Darjeeling Limited, has a famous mom and a famous uncle. I had not really watched many Wes Anderson films, so I feel as if this one I don't know at all. The Royal Tenenbaums is like by far one of my favorite movies. Uh, really? So I highly recommend that one. Have you seen it? No. Okay, so that's what you need to watch. It has like... Gwyneth Paltrow, the Wilson brothers. Okay, I'm pretty sure that it's Jason Schwartzman. Um, but let me let's just see the answer. It is Jason <gasps> Schwartzman. <laughs> Jason Schwartzman. Uh, his mom was an actress, Talia Shire, who played Connie Corleone in the Godfather series, and Adrian in the Rocky series. She's also famed director Francis Ford Coppola's sister. Oh wow! That is a awesome. that is a powerful that is a powerful family. For real, jeez. Well, let's do the next one. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Which star of The Office has a famous father from both the TV and music industries? I think I know this one too. Do you know it? I think I do. Rashid. Let me see. <laughs> yes. Yes, the answer is Rashida Jones, a music producer and 28-time Grammy winner. Quincy Jones is the dad to Rashida Jones. So her mom is a model, an actress, Peggy Lipton, best known for her role on the TV series The Mod Squad. Yeah, I mean, everyone has this. I I knew that, but I really like Rashida Jones. I think she's good. I I think think she's she's funny. Um... This Gossip Girl star was not just cast for her talent, but also for her pedigree. I do not oh, know who yes. this is. I know, you know who this is. This is? <laughs> um, yes, it wait, is. is it um, female? Oh, it's, it says her. Yeah, it's not Blake Lively, is it? I think it is. I don't know. I didn't know if she has famous parents or not. Let's. See. I mean, I'm pretty sure she does. Let's see. <gasps> yes. Yes, it is Blake Lively. Her father is actor Ernie Lively. 
Um, oh, and he played her dad in Sisterhood of Traveling Pants. What? I had no idea. I had no idea. Yeah, um, I absolutely loved Blake Lively Sisterhood of Traveling Pants. It was one of my favorite movies. I used to really like that movie too. And I was like, oh, I'm definitely gay. Because <laughs> <Just maybe. laughs> I was like, I really want to be Rory Gilmore in Greece um, with a hot Greek <laughs> man. I think that was one of my like realizations. Oh my God. All right. So yes, this is Blake Lively, but her father is actor Ernie Lively, who actually played her dad in Sisterhood of Traveling Pants, one of my favorite films. <laughs> and her mom is even a talent agent, Elaine Lively. And plus, did you know her sister is Robin Lively? She is in Teen Witch. I don't know. I think she was the Teen Witch. Oh my gosh. I did not watch Teen Witch, but I love me some Blake Lively. Yeah. All right, moving on to the next one. Not one, but two of the stars of HBO Girls have famous fathers. Can you name their dads and what they're famous for? So I don't think Lena Dunham has a famous family. Maybe I'm wrong. I know that she like her like she grew up in New York with like they were they were famous parents like one was a famous top I think they're like both famous like artists but I don't mm-hmm. think that they were famous like in terms of television I think I know who the other who the famous parents are Okay who are Do you are have any guesses? I mean maybe Allison Williams Allison Williams is I think one of them her her fa- like and then I think the other one is Zosha Mamet. Oh, okay, let's, let's see. Ah, oh, perfect. Yeah, Allison Williams, her dad is world famous journalist and TV presenter Brian Williams and Zosha Mamet. Her dad is David Mamet, Pulitzer Prize and Tony Award winner for his works as a playwright and screenplay writer. When you look back at that show, girls, you can see that it's much it, like if it had come out today, it would have been deemed much more problematic than it actually is. So but, true. But it is. It, it is pretty problematic. I didn't, I didn't mean it to say it wasn't. <laughs> no, because I ended up watching it like a few years later than when like things were coming out. And I was just like, ah, hmm. <laughs> like the entire time. Well, it's like the whole cast is like white and they're all like even the one who plays um the jemima kirk i think she comes from something like they're all from like like new york um rich people those people all right um okay which star wars actor has a parent that starred in singing in the rain i think i know this one i definitely think i know this one um I, fun fact, I still have never seen Singing in the Rain. I've been like, it's been one of those movies that I've been like saving to watch. Oh, yeah. I have not watched it fully, but I had to watch all of the Star Wars movies with my father when I was like super young. He like had us sit in the living room and just like bang them all out. And I was just like, <laughs> it was all a right, long day. So uh, I, think, I think this is uh, Gary Fisher and uh, Demi Re- Debbie Reynolds. Yes, Princess Leia. All right. So Carrie Fisher, her mom is Debbie Reynolds, and she played Kathy Selden in 1952, Singing in the Rain. She had her home TV series, The Debbie Reynolds Show, and also, I remember this, appeared on Will and Grace in the Halloween Town franchise. And Carrie's dad is Eddie Fisher, and he was one of the best-selling singers in the 1950s. Well, they had that big uh, scandal in the 50s. Did you hear? Do you, do you know what yes. this is? Like, he like, yes. um, had an affair with Elizabeth Taylor. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those, you know, times where affairs were looked at pretty poorly. I mean, they still are. I just think they're more common now. <laughs> yeah, it was one of like, it was like one of the original Hollywood scandals. Exactly. Damn. Awesome. Uh, so right. this actress, who is known for her roles in Screen Queens and American Horror Story, also has a famous mom. Oh my gosh. So I think I know this a little, but I'm not positive. I don't want to like speak too soon. What do you think? I think I know who this is because um, I think it relates to the last question. Yeah. So is, are we talking about Carrie Fisher's daughter? 
<laughs> yeah, I think her uh, Billy Lord. Yes, it is <gasps> Billy. I didn't even know who her name, what her name was. Yeah, Billy Lord. She is the only child of actress Carrie Fisher, and her father is Brian Lord, super agent who has served as managing director and co-chairman of CAA since 1995. CAA is like the biggest, one of the biggest talent agencies in yes. entertainment. That's so that must right. Be nice. Wow. Yeah. I remember when I first was um, really obsessed with Star Wars as a kid, I like tried researching everybody and I saw that Carrie Fisher only had one child and was like, why? Mm-hmm. And she's actually in the most recent Star Wars movies. Yes. She has yes, like, yes, a, like yes. a little like, like side character, not a big character. All right. So next one, you might know him from Big Little Lies or as the hot vampire from True Blood. Ooh, yes. Okay. <laughs> but do you know who his dad is? I do not know who his dad is. I know who his dad is, but I can't remember his first name. Um, I think we're talking about Alexander Skarsgård. I think. Like, I can see and, him um, in my head. But I don't know his dad, but Alexander Skarsgård, fun fact about him. Yes, it is Alexander Skarsgård. Yes. Uh, his father is Stellan Skarsgård, a renowned actor that you've seen in a million roles, but you probably know him as Bill <gasps> Anderson in Mamma Mia or as Dr. Eric Selvig in Thor and the Avengers movies. He was in Girl with the Dragon Tattoo as like the, the, the American version who's like the scary guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but his brother is also who plays Pennywise in the It movies. Oh my gosh. Wow. This is a huge family then. And he's also very hot, but you wouldn't know. I know. <laughs> from, the it, from the It movies. <laughs> God, the hot vampire from True Blood was so hot back in the day. He was hot. Like, that was like kind of insane how hot he is. Yeah. He's also in the paparazzi music video. And that's when <gasps> I first was like, oh my God, this person is extremely hot. <laughs> Full circle. All right, now, um, I think this is the last one. This actress got her start in E.T. at only seven years old, but she's still a movie star today. Do you know who she is? And more importantly, do you know who her family, famous family is? Um, I gotta say, I think I know this one because we're going to talk about it in next week's episode. Mm-hmm. Drew Barrymore. Um, Yes, Drew Barrymore, people. You have no idea. Her life is complete chaos, but I still love her. It was. She, she found, I think she found the calm from the chaos, but we, we don't know. We'll, we'll figure that out next week. Um, but we're also going to be talking about the Disney family, which, you know, I think we think of the Disneys as like the, uh, this like big, you know, like production company with like, di- like worlds and theme parks. Mm-hmm. But like, what about the man behind the, the name, you know? So we're going to go and the family. So we're going to go into that all next week on, do you know who my dad is? Yeah. And thank you guys for listening to our first episode. And we can't wait to bring you another one next week. Until next week, this has been, do you know who my dad is? A podcast about failing up. Betches.